This is exactly right. Are you listening to Why Won't You Date Me with Nicole Byer? The show has something for everybody, whether you're single and dating, in a relationship, maybe you're currently driving to divorce court. Nicole is wonderful, and she's been single for decades, and she can't figure out why. So on Why Won't You Date Me, she's on a quest to figure out how to be less awful at dating. She interviews comedians and celebrities about their love lives. I mean, I've been on the show, sorry, but I have. Trixie Mattel, Lacey Mosley, Paul F. Tompkins. New episodes release every Friday. Listen to Why Won't You Date Me with Nicole Byer wherever you get your podcasts. Perfectly clear when you're a guest in my home. Welcome to I Said No Gifts. I'm Bridger Weiniger. What a strange feeling I'm having right now. I'm in a recording studio recording I Said No Gifts for the first time in two years. So, you know, there's a, a whole new energy. We're not in the backyard. We're not on Zoom. Where are we? That's a good question. We're at Crooked Media in order to record this episode. And why are we doing that? Because of today's guest, who I'm so thrilled to have. It's John Lovett. John, welcome to I Said No Gifts. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming to our studio. I'm, I'm, I mean, I don't even know how to behave in a studio at this point. It's a very strange feeling. It's like riding a bike. <laughs> It'll be fine. <laughs> to me right now, it feels like I've hijacked a car. Mm. Uh, I've, I've taken over the studio. I'm, I feel free, but also a little restricted. I feel like I could get in trouble at any, any moment. So I just want you to be aware of that. Okay. But uh, sure. how are you doing? I'm doing okay. I'm excited to see Top Gun. Top Gun, right, Top, Top Gun's, Gun's coming, coming out. Up. I, mean, I got plans to see Top Gun. Okay, now that that's I, something. That is something, and I'm very excited about Top Gun. And it actually, uh, reminds me of something I was thinking of on the way mm. over here. Not Top Gun, but Buzz Lightyear. Do we find him good looking? <laughs> I saw a billboard, and I, now I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. I should clarify. I'm talking about Buzz Lightyear of the upcoming Lightyear movie, mm-hmm. which is. Human Buzz Lightyear, not toy Buzz Lightyear, who I will say toy Buzz Lightyear, I don't find good looking. Lightyear, Lightyear, first you you go, you go. Well, so I'm realizing now that I have only um, skittered along the surface of this very important story, which is the fact that we're finally getting the origin story we've been all waiting for basically for decades, ever since we saw Toy Story. 1995? Yes, we basically, ever since, I think this is what happened to everybody, you went to the movies with your mother, accidentally walked in on Heat, (laughs) (laughs) watched 10 movies of Heat, (laughs) then realized this is not a preview, this is the film Heat. (laughs) A thrilling intro to a movie, by the way. Uh, And then you watched, absolutely, and then you, I mean, it's excellent, but then you watched Toy Story. We all thought... um, Sure, Buzz Lightyear, played by, of course, Tim Allen, sure. who we unequivocally <laughs> love. It, not, a, not a thing wrong with Mr. We Allen. love, without hesitation, the only way you should love, <laughs> fully, 
with our whole hearts, Tim Allen. He's grunting. Uh, he's he's grunt- killing Santa Claus. Uh, he's the last man standing, you know, <laughs> in this economy, um, I think, still. Uh, and they're telling lots of great stories, of you know, about course. women shopping and so forth. And anyway, uh, we thought to ourselves, yeah, but sure, where did, but where did this toy come from? Right. right. Is it based on a real astronaut? Right. Is that going to be played by Chris Evans? <laughs> but as I say all of this, I actually sitting here could not tell you if the Buzz Lightyear origin film is animated. Is it? Okay. That, this I do know. Mm-hmm. This, it's an animated film about real Buzz Lightyear who inspired toy Buzz Lightyear. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is as far as I know. I don't know. I'm, I can't imagine how the movie begins to answer a lot of these questions. But is Chris Evans, in, are we going to see Chris Evans or is he digitized? You're simply going to hear Chris Evans. You're going to hear him. Unless there's a turn at the end of the movie when, you know, then, you know, they could go back and suddenly the light year we're seeing in that movie is based on the Chris Evans light year. Hmm. And all this is to say, you've avoided the question. Do you think Buzz Lightyear is good looking? Well, I don't. I'm, what I'm trying to explain is all I know is that Chris Evans will be playing Buzz Lightyear. I have not seen it because I didn't even know if it was animated or not. But I will tell you, <laughs> the billboards are all over town. John. I keep, look, I keep my eyes on the road. All right, <laughs> I'm uh, eyes in the sky. I am a yeah, looking around to other driver. You know, it's like oh, Anne Hathaway's on that side, Jared Leto's on that side. I'm driving here. It's Los Angeles. But I will say this: I assume that if Chris Evans is the character, they're not making they're not making him a, a dog. You know, he's going to be hot as hell. <laughs> He's going to be hot as hell. And it it does also speak to, I think, which is a real problem in this town called Hollywood, mm-hmm. which is, look, I, I love hot people. Right. All right? Some of my best friends are hot. You right. know, I love hot people. Um, do they really need to do the animated roles? Like, uh, there are people, voice <laughs> actors who've trained their lives who are asymmetrical and extraordinarily gifted. Let the asymmetrical voice actors have a shot at these big movies. There, this is just a new development. Like there was a when in in our childhoods, they didn't make leading actors also do the animated movies. They Thank let you. other people have those Complete jobs. Complete unknowns. Were wonderful because that's what they were. That's what they did best. Now we got Bradley Cooper's always got to be the raccoon. I'm not saying he didn't do a great job. He did a fantastic job. Of course, but he can do a fantastic job showing us his face in a live action film. I think as a baseline rule, you should, if anyone who is anywhere close to the symmetry of someone who could be an Avenger, they don't get anywhere near these voice roles. (laughs) Come on. Fully on board with you. Fully on board. Come on. What I'm hearing is you find Woody uh, more attractive than Buzz Lightyear. Sure. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Chase me on a horse, Woody. You know what I mean? But Okay, and this is all for me to say. Make a home on the range. <laughs> There's a snake <laughs> in my boots, etc., uh, etc. Et uh, Buzz Lightyear, I, I mean, I saw the billboard, I saw the face. Mm-hmm. I thought, I, I don't th- I think he, I think they've kind of, uh, they've, mm-hmm. something's happened where mm-hmm. the, the, all the elements are there for him sure. to be good looking, not good looking. You know, that'll happen from time to time. That'll happen. Right. You won't be able to put your finger on it. But it's nothing. It's not coming together. Yeah, I don't think uh, if I were approached by Lightyear, the the real Lightyear, as we, you know, mm-hmm. we've talked about, sure. I don't know that I could say that's a romantic interest for me. Uh, I mean, okay. look, we look. Anything okay. could happen. Anything could happen. Truly, uh, as Lightyear has demonstrated. Some, but uh, some vodka and Tang, maybe see what happens. <laughs> oh my God, terrible! <laughs> tang is uh, space beverage. Space beverage. But speaking of speaking mm-hmm. of space sure. astronauts, absolutely. When was the last time you had Tang? I, I assume as a child. I assume as some sort of right. school trip. 
<laughs> I feel like Tang was not a big part of my childhood. I think I had it once, and it was at someone's uh, someone named Bubba's house. Sure. Well, I think <laughs> my only recollection of Tang, which I do remember having, is this needed to be cold. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. A lukewarm Tang? No, no, thank you. Absolutely not. And I, I assume no, that's you. how astronauts are drinking it. I don't know what the oh, refrigeration is. so cold. It is cold up there. I don't know what the I don't know what the water situation is. Right. I don't know how cold it is. That's a good question. I've never thought about the uh, temperature of uh, astronaut liquid. Uh, I've never thought about it either. <laughs> I, I, you know, there must be hot water. Right. So they're taking showers. Well, they're doing something. Right. I don't know if they're doing showers. They're having water showers fights. Seem, showers seem hard because well, the, think so about does gravity. a bath. <laughs> Sponge bath. Bath is probably quite dangerous. <laughs> Just sloshing around in the mm-hmm. spaceship there, trying to fill a bath on a spaceship. That seems like more should... like what's that called? The um, the like the the French shower or something where you just take a washcloth oh, and kind of hit the right, key spots. Right. It's basically you know you just wet something, a cloth or yeah. something, and you're washing basically your armpits. I assume. Sure. Yeah. Anything that gets too stinky. Absolutely. Not washing the hair. Not conditioning. We're not conditioning. Certainly I don't think shaving. they condition in space. Uh, interesting. I feel like a conditioned hair would do well in space. Can I tell you something? Yeah. Sitting here right now mm-hmm. with you in Please. this studio at this time in this economy. <laughs> I'm I'm serious right now. I'm this a, isn't a bit. Okay. I'm, I'm, I don't know what conditioner is for. <laughs> I'm a nearly 40-year-old gay person. I don't know what I don't know what it's for. I use it. I don't I don't know what it's for. Conditioner. Okay. Mm-hmm. Do you Ooh, know? I wish I had an answer for you. You don't know. I will tell you. I, be, I I've just recently learned of I wish I could remember the term. There's a new kind of trendy thing with people are no longer shampooing but only conditioning. And there's like a term. They've kind of combined conditioning with another term, which is like every two weeks you condition your hair and don't use shampoo at all. Mm -hmm. Any hair expert, I believe, and I'm going to speak for the whole community at this point, uh, hairdressers and homosexuals and the Venn diagram of all of that, uh, shampooing, I, I don't believe you should do it anymore. Okay. It damages, it dries, and... Unless you're like, your hair's uh, got a bunch of mud or something, mm-hmm. paint, uh, lice. Uh, I don't believe shampoo is that necessary. Okay. So that's this new thing called con pooing or mm-hmm. sham conning or something. Mm-hmm. It's something like that. Yeah, shamdition, shamditioning. But shamditioning. <laughs> do you, uh, so you do condition though? From time to time. I do in hotels in because hotel- it's always there. I don't like to hear this at all. You're trusting a hotel, any product in a hotel is going to damage. I use whatever is there. I I use whatever is there. This is the day you're ejected from the gay community. Yeah, I guess so. And you know what? I'm fine with it. This is how I live my life, all right? You can't go into a hotel. I don't care how nice the hotel is. I don't care what country the hotel is in. They are giving you a bad, uh, the hygiene products are always essentially just uh, rubbing alcohol. We are a wisp away from June. (laughs) And I'm saying this is how I do pride. And I want to (laughs) know what is worse. Who is more disallowed from San Francisco pride? Someone who doesn't know what conditioner is and just uses whatever shampoo they find? Or people in police uniforms? What's the debate? (laughs) That's the same person. Would London Breed march with me? We're talking about the same person here. Forget it. Okay. I can't believe this. I mean, if nothing else, you came to this podcast today to learn. You know, how long are you in the hotel for? That's like somebody going through a divorce. You're you're in a hotel for probably two to three nights. You do not need to wash or condition your hair. I'm going to tell you something else. I heard what you said about people not shampooing. I've been hearing about this. <laughs> I shampoo every shower. 
Oh, yep, that's well, right. I hope you're showering once a month. Uh, mm-mm. Every <laughs> shower. And, and, and I'll tell you another thing. I think, I think even if I'm in a hotel, I like when I'm going from hotel to hotel and every single hotel, I try a new shampoo, I try a new conditioner. And sometimes I have a little theory. I have a theory that I've had for I've some a lot time. Of I have a theory. All right. And this is just, I'm going to throw this out there. I can't prove it. It is anecdotal. Okay. But it is this. I think there's never so great a shampoo experience as the first time you use a new shampoo. No matter what the <laughs> brand, no matter what it is, it rules. You can go, you're, you can be using a super fancy shampoo for weeks. Then the next day, you try Prell, you try what's ev- whatever plus. they got at the Kimpton, <laughs> whatever is in that lemony jar at the Kimpton. And you will say, this is the best I've ever looked. Well, it's because you're playing with chemicals. Of course, it's a whole new just reaction your hair is going through. I know. Exactly. And it's just Thank a new you. look. You're, you're not saying you're, you look better than ever. You look newer than ever. It's just Okay, a new you can you. tell me how I feel, I guess. That's fine. <laughs> of course. You're just, you, you have with no information. Speak to your experience. I'm looking at myself in a mirror describing how I felt at a hotel at some point in my own past, and you're revising it, which is you're free to do. You're the host, I suppose. I am the host. I am, an in char- I am in charge of this studio as of right now for the next hour or mm-hmm. so. You will listen to what I have to say about your experience. You and, bet. Uh, you've got to stop it. You have to cut it out. I'm, I'm actually now no longer. I'll this tell you is something like, else. We're, we're Let's get into bit it. territory. And I'm, I'm, You're I'm genuinely worried. worried. Your- <laughs> I'm going to say one more thing, and I do think it's important that we move on because I'm getting upset. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have but something else to I'll ask I'll tell you, you something so. else. I'll tell you something else. There are times where I just shampoo head to toe because— oh. Because I'm no. sort of, <laughs> I've given up. I've given up on soap, and I'm like, oh, I don't have any liquid soap left. Screw it. Well, let me ask you, do you ever uh, shampoo toe to head, meaning using the gel in your hair? No. People no. do that. Well, look, I'm uh, you know, first of all, that's a bit insulting, frankly. Uh, I, based on the evidence I've been handed. That's, that's why it's insulting, <laughs> because that's what you think I'm capable of. You're filthy. Just taking an ivory bar of soap, rubbing it on my head. Oh, the dermatology community's freaking out. I mean, this is a controversial episode. This is, mm-hmm. I mean, look, if you were 18, I'd be like, he just haven't, hasn't figured it out. I am yet. 18. <laughs> you insulted me yet again. I was born in 2004. <laughs> oh, my God. To hear those words from another adult, I can't yeah. do that sort my, of My parents conceived me during uh, the nomination of John Kerry. <laughs> <laughs> They were so turned on <laughs> by his speech about building uh, firehouses in Pittsburgh, not Baghdad, <laughs> that turned them on so thoroughly they had intercourse. Who and there came me three months later. <laughs> you think about John, you think about Teresa, mm-hmm. and everybody's doing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're conceiving children who go on, you know, and you know, you're 18, you've got a podcast, we're all so excited for you. We're all, you know, rooting mm-hmm. for this kid. You bet. Uh, 18 under 18 list. It's very exciting. That's right. Um, look, there's something else. And this is not the... Uh, I have something else I need to talk to you about Great. I, on the way over that I noticed. And I feel like you you were literally the only person that may be able to do this for me. I was driving over from Highland Park to this building. Mm-hmm. And I drove past, and I've spoken about this on this podcast before, a long time ago, the abandoned Sears on Santa Monica Boulevard. Are you familiar? I, I am familiar. It's a fortress, sealed off. Mm -hmm. Lifelong dream, go inside the Santa Monica, sealed off Sears. And I thought, I was driving over and I thought, if there's anyone that could pull some strings at City Hall, it's John Lovett. Mm -hmm. What what do we need to do to get me inside that building? 
So let's think this through. So my first thought would immediately be, let's get in contact. Are we technically, I know we're in, I know we're on the West side. Are we technically in the city of Santa Monica? Or are we technically in Los Angeles? Now, the issue is if we're in the city of Los Angeles, this city currently does not, legally speaking, have a mayor. Oh, uh, that, that's that person, well, the that's mail is being maybe forwarded. Maybe good for me. So I, I think that means <laughs> anyone can be mayor at uh, any moment uh, because the position is vacant. If it's the mayor of Santa Monica, we might have to reach out to them directly. I don't think anyone can stop you from getting inside of that Sears building if you really, really want it. I also would say never meet your heroes. I don't think you're going <laughs> to. I think that the idea, obviously, the idea of going inside an abandoned Sears on the west side of Los Angeles, mm-hmm. I see why that's exciting. Right. I see why that's thrilling. I see why your mind goes into a million What's different places. What's happening in there? Maybe there's what a lawnmower. Ghosts remain. Maybe there's some uh, floral uh, uh, dresses. There's probably a lot of cute tops. Maybe there's cute tops. Maybe there's old um, undershirts. <laughs> that could be. There's a weed whacker. Um, anything is possible. You're only going to tools here, and you're forgetting the softer side of Sears. <laughs> There's, they had That's so right. much to offer. The but clothing, this is the problem. This the, is the problem. You, look, Sears was, I don't know if Sears was ahead of its time. Probably not. <laughs> I think it was just here's 100% the, its time. Well, here's my thinking on why it was ahead of its time. All right. Because Sears said long before Amazon, hey, do you need a car battery, underwear, a dress, <laughs> and a couch, a pillow, and maybe depending on the Sears... Food and I'll say the Sears that I grew up near. Apparent there was for some reason a dentist. There could also be <laughs> medical services. Why was there a dentist? So it was it was an Amazon. It, it had the idea. Right. It had the idea. Right. So that's just that's you know that's what I'm thinking about. Okay. Um. But unfortunately, uh, you know, times change, and then they change back in other ways. Famously. So I, as I'm always saying, <laughs> as you, I mean, you're so famous for saying times are changing. <laughs> So I drive all the way over here. Mm-hmm. Don't get an don't get a clear answer on Buzz Lightyear's attractiveness. I don't get a clear. You, you're not starting up the car to drive me to Sears. Uh, that is that what you want? That's not what yes. you asked. That's not what you asked. If you want, that's look, what I hinted at. You tell at. me. You tell me. <laughs> you want to say, hey, let's cut this short. Let's get in. Let's get in one of our cars. Drive to the west side. It's it's going to take an hour. Okay, so let's just think about traffic for a second. It's going to take a full hour. I have to correct you. This is not a Sears on the west side. This is a Sears deep in Hollywood. Santa Monica Boulevard. Right, right, right. Sorry, I was thinking, okay. It's okay. It's okay. There are a lot of Sears, and I know the Sears you're talking about, which is right off the free. (laughs) Why do I know about all? I've never been in a Sears in Los Angeles. And for some reason, I know where every one of them is. Of course, because you're coming from Highland Park. This is great content for people outside of Los Angeles. Here's the thing. Here's a mistake I made. I clocked that he was coming from Highland Park. I heard Santa Monica. I went to the west side. But of course, if he's coming to Hollywood. Is this good content, you think? This is excellent content, especially for non-American listeners. They're thrilled. (laughs) Guten Tag. The thing is, Highland Park is on the east side. Um, It's just just past, it's in the Glendale area. Right. And we are in, right in between Santa Monica, the city, Mm -hmm. and Highland Park, the neighborhood. Exactly. The Sears was talking. I know this is getting, this is really good content. Do you ever trim content. this down or you just sort this of, this is, is actually, it. This gonna, just goes out. This, uh, the person listening to this right now is trying to get through Los Angeles. And so we're kind of directing them. This is confusing. It's, it's, <laughs> stay on Santa Monica Boulevard. You're not going to Santa Monica. You're going, uh, you're between Highland Park and Santa Monica. Mm-hmm. You're going to see the Sears. I mean, you could see this thing from 50 miles away. You could see this from the space station. You'll know it when you see it. Mm-hmm. 
That's the Sears we're talking about. That's the Sears we're talking about. And we don't know what's happening inside it because John refuses. He's I didn't dancing refuse. around everything I bring up. I didn't refuse. I, I don't know. You keep you keep throwing this <laughs> accusation to me. I'm trying to be collaborative. I'm saying I just the, <laughs> you interrupted me, which was rude. But I had fi- to, it was I had to, do, there. He does it again. I'm still <laughs> talking. I'm trying to say something, and I'm going to say it now. I'm Whether terrible. you like did it again, I'm going to say it right now, and it is this. What I was saying before you interrupted to give me directions to a different Sears is <laughs> let's get in one of our cars and go to Sears. Let's do it. We'll get a well, the problem is, you know what? We're we're hoisted by our own petard here. Because you know what we need? We need wire cutters. Where would we normally get those? The Sears. fucking Sears. <laughs> <laughs> that's so true. And I can only that's the only hardware store I'm aware of in Los Angeles, and they're all closed. They're all closed. Oh, they don't have you don't have a pair of wire cutters lying around here at Crooked? We can look. We can check around. This, I mean, it, it doesn't. You don't really need them to wow. record podcasts that often. I, well, you'd be surprised. Mine, mm-hmm. my podcast is largely uh, wire clippers. Kind of, yeah, getting into places, getting into bo- places, boxes, what have you. Is well, this is uh, disappointing. But um, <laughs> I, you know, I'm going to set up a meeting. I'm going to okay. pitch a full podcast to you. Bridger goes to Sears, and then you know, maybe that's a look. Uh, lesser podcasts have been made. Uh, fewer answers have been found on these investigative things. Yeah, you don't need an answer. Yeah, we don't need an answer. It's about the journey of getting into the Sears. And then yeah. I get in there, I'm like, oh, they just kind of emptied it out. And uh, Though I I'm, do think the kid on Serial did it. Oh, of course. Come on. Well, look. Look, we all fell in love with Ad- Adnan. I think that's right. Uh, but we were kind of swept up in a... Mm-hmm. It was a frenzy. It, it was, was a, a mania. Frenzy. And, it, you know, it's easy to fall in love with him. God only knows. I'm watching The Staircase. And that guy certainly did it. Well, partial oh to the owl theory. I, <laughs> I would love for the owl theory. <laughs> look, I, look I, I agree that it is unlikely. Uh, you know, I think I think if more than one of your spouses dies by falling down the stairs, you, you say, prove me wrong, is what I say. I say to you, I say, look, I, I prove me wrong. Uh, but I am partial to the idea that it was a, a random act of aggression from a bird. <laughs> that does I, excite me. I mean, it's exciting. Sad. It's a real story. It's sad to be so to be so glib about it, but nonetheless. I mean, if it was an owl, I mean, wow, what a world we live in. What a place, what a time. An mm-hmm. owl swoops down from the attic, takes care of somebody, and then decades of documentaries and uh, HBO original series. Excellent performances, by the way. But yeah, uh, I want to believe it's the owl too. But Is there an owl in the in the series? I haven't. I've, I've only listened to. The, I've only seen the um the the the, the, the documentary. documentary. Uh, there are hints of the owl. You see a an owl claw. Ooh. You see bats, which Ooh. I had never heard about bats. I no don't know about, about bats. bats. She goes up into the attic, and there are bats there. Bats in the belfry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is a working belfry? title? I, is I it an attic? Like, I feel like it's an attic with kind of a sloped ceiling. Yeah. I always picture kind of like there's a hole where light streams in mm-hmm. across mm-hmm. like the, the scary guy who lives there. Yeah, there might be a bell, but I'm now just saying that because it's a belfry. Interesting. Yeah. What am I getting at here? What are you getting at here? What I'm getting at is I bet there's one in the Sears. I feel like that's the atmosphere that we're thinking about. Bats. <laughs> Bats, or belfries. There's probably a big bell tower at the top of that series that nobody's even aware of at this point. Yeah. Kind of ring it when the deals were happening or whatever. Not a bad idea for retail. Somebody look into that. A big church bell that gets rung at like the Macy's anytime something goes on sale. I, this, is, this is a podcast about ideas. It's about retail. Take what you need, Macy's or... Dillard's. Those Macy's are the, or Dillard's. <laughs> Those are the two. Those are the two big ones, famously. Okay, well, I've gotten the two biggest, uh, most important things out of the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
maybe not in a way I would have liked. I didn't get the answers I wanted. You keep saying that. I'm not on my way to Sears. That's your choice. <laughs> that there is no. I have a podcast people, to record. People, we are recording this conversation. The people listening are aware of what I said before. You just said something that is not true. If you want to go to Sears, I say it again. If you want to go to Sears, let's go. Listener, rewind the tape, and you make you you know this is the court of public opinion. You bet. And you, we'll all come to our own conclusions. This is my staircase. This is absolutely my staircase. But we have to talk about something else, John. What? The listener's dying. Um, I'm dying. Look, I did you a big favor. Okay. I agreed to come over here. Uh, you know, I said, look, as much as I love doing a podcast over Zoom and I love staring at a computer screen, uh, I said, look, I'll go over to John's, let's call it your house, okay. Crooked Media Studios, and I'll record my podcast. I said no gifts with him. Thought, we'll have a great time. John has, he's only 18, but he knows the world of podcasts. He, uh, That's right. He gets it. Uh, emails were exchanged. Uh, you're aware that this podcast is called I Said No Gifts. So I was a little surprised. I kind of settled in here with my producer, Annalise, in your studio, kind of made myself a home. And you come waltzing in, holding a what is clearly, I can't even dance around this the way you're able to dance around truly anything, a gift bag. Mm-hmm. Is this a gift for me? It is a, it is a gift for you. Um, I did. I know, I know that it's called No Gifts, but it's I... It's called I Said No Gifts. I, I know. I know that No Gifts is in the title is the key point <laughs> I was making. Uh, no if, if offense intended. But <laughs> I was, I just couldn't, I didn't feel comfortable. I wouldn't feel comfortable walking into this studio uh, to a host without bringing a gift. So I did, okay. I did, I did, I did bring a, a little trinket, a nothing really. It's a nothing, <laughs> an item, nothing. As long as it's a nothing. It's a, it's a little something. I mean, it isn't nothing. It's a little something. Okay. Okay. Well, again, just can't quite nail down an answer with you. It's always riding the fence. Well, do you want me to open it here on the I, podcast? I would love for you or to on my it. way to Sears. I think, well, look, I think here's the thing. I think let's open it now. And then you can decide okay. if you want to bring it to Sears. <laughs> um, but I think we're here. We're together. Sure. Why not? You can check it out. I'm going to open this up. It's a very cute bag. It's a bag with some little colorful balloons mm -hmm. on it. It's well-wrapped. It's got some tissue paper. Sometimes you get a gift on the show. Not that well-wrapped. Okay. Uh, apologies to past guests, but some have looked like garbage. Uh, but I'm going to open it up here. We've got the tissue. We've got to get some cream. Oh, wow. The thrill wow. of that tissue paper. That's great. That's I good love, stuff. I could do that all day. Let's do this. Oh, I'm throwing it on your floor. I will clean it up later. I'm not that rude. And we're going to dive in here. And now what is this? What are we looking at? <laughs> it's a t-shirt. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. It is. It's, it's a, a little something, a little t-shirt. <laughs> nothing. did you get this? this uh, it's a t-shirt that says, I don't do cardio because <laughs> these colors don't run. Well, it's <laughs> You have to. You, you have to. It's a pod, You have to describe that there's American flag well, imagery. There are. I'm, I'm distracted by the 15 fonts that these. The text is done in. <laughs> so many fonts. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there's kind of an American flag, but I mean, let's assume the person who's going to be wearing this is the sort of person who deeply patriotic, Absolutely. and I feel like this American flag is 
very, uh, I, I would say desecrated by a, a because. Yeah, there of... is a there is a because running through. Here's what I love about this <laughs> shirt. It's so funny. It's some. It's for a patriot. It's obviously for a patriot. Of but course. it's also for a patriot with a terrific sense of humor. Because you get it. <laughs> I don't know if you get it. But so the idea is like you don't do cardio. You don't do cardio. You don't run around like on a no, machine no, no, or no. something. No, because no. these colors don't run the American flag. Um <laughs> Because he's wearing, she or he is wearing the yeah, American flag. Yeah, thank you. Flag. It could be anybody. Um, it's a big shirt. <laughs> it's a. I mean, the shirt is perfect for me to kind of lounge around and mm -hmm. uh, on the couch. Uh, you know, sit in the backyard, just uh, feast. You know, with a big chicken leg or something. Yeah. This will this will probably go mid thigh. Sure. The real problem with this shirt, the tragedy, is this looks like it would be very comfortable to exercise in. Yeah. It, it's loose. It's, paradoxical. it's light. Yeah, it's a complete paradox. Uh, where did you get this thing? It was at a, at a local thrift store. Um, <laughs> it was at a thrift store? It was. <laughs> who would give this thing up? Uh, I think somebody who basically was down to say, like, that was it. It was their most prized possession. Uh, but they had to leave the country that day. And they needed the cash <laughs> to buy the ticket. And so they sold it. And uh, their loss was at first mine and now <laughs> eternally your gain. This shirt was sold for $5,000 to finance a trip to Italy or something. Mm -hmm. uh, and it makes perfect sense. I mean, it's a beautiful top. It's um, It's got a funny phrase. And it speaks, to, it speaks to me. I don't do cardio. Really? Do you do cardio? I, I do cardio from time. I don't believe you that you don't do cardio. I simply don't. I think, I was actually thinking about this recently. Running it's kind of, would you say it's kind of the exercise that everybody, it's kind of a, the stereotypical exercise. It's the thing you're like, the classic. need to work out. Easily the worst exercise, you, the most painful exercise I can imagine doing. Oh, I, and like I, think, I like running. You I like do. to run. I do. But you probably had to get used to it. Yeah, you could take some time, you know. And, and initially, not a comfortable thing to do. When I first started running, um, I would jog 0.9 miles from my apartment to a Chipotle. Oh. And then buy a burrito, <laughs> no bag, no no bag necessary, because right. I would literally walk and eat the burrito <laughs> walking the 0.9 miles home. So it was like whatever it took to get to, you know, 10 to 12 minutes, depending on right. my velocity at the time, which was slow. And then I would take me take 20 minutes to walk home the 0.9 miles while eating the burrito. That's an incredible plan. Yeah, it's a well, it's a it's a jog that destroys itself. You <laughs> right. know what I mean? It's a it's a it's plan a net, that erases itself. Net, what's the term net zero yeah it's a net zero net run. Ze yeah net zero <laughs> maybe actually not I mean, great. it's hard to say it I, no we know <laughs> we know that it was not it was negative we know that when i got home i'd done more damage than i better to have never left at all we know that that is obvious that you, <laughs> you could have just sat you don't home. work off a chipotle burrito on a 0.9 mile walk home that thing could power a buick for like 50 <laughs> miles so it's a it's a brick and my question is Cardio, mm -hmm. for me at least, I would be so nauseous by the end of that point nine, mm -hmm. I wouldn't be able to think about eating for an hour. Well, that's a difference between you and So me. you don't get nauseous doing cardio? No. Ever? Ever? I have never know. gotten... What kind of question is <laughs> Again, that? Again, here we I go. Can, yeah, I we think so. A, there's <laughs> there, no universe you could become nauseous? I'm sure I have. Yes. My answer, sorry, I know that I've been equivocating this whole time. I can't <laughs> give you a straight answer. The answer to your question, have I ever gotten nauseous while doing cardio, is yes. Okay. That, yes. See, for me, I would I would get to the Chipotle, be so nauseous, I would barely be able to drink a glass of water. You seem like a fit person, though. I'm. I think I'm. In, I'm probably in decent shape. Uh, for the first time in my life. Wow. Okay. Uh, I had not exercised in a, earnest until maybe 2019, and then decided, well, I guess at some point I should probably try it. 
And so I do that, but I don't, I think, and I think part of it was because I would do a lot, try doing cardio, and I think this is the worst thing in the world. I feel bad. I feel bad after. I'm nauseous. What's the point? So I think that a similar problem happens in gym class when you're a kid, Mm -hmm. which is I can't think of anything designed to make kids hate exercise more than like once a year, they're like, run a mile right now. (laughs) In all together, all together, and finish in exactly the order order the cool kids expect. Good job. Go out there. Have a great time. The worst thing in the world. And a mile to a kid? It's, it, 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 is, it was inconceivable. Do you remember that I rem- feeling? Of course I remember that feeling. <laughs> that feeling, the, us both having that feeling is why we are in this room. That feeling, that feeling is a life, is a whole life ahead of you. I'm going to die before this is over. And that feeling, yes, I remember, I remember standing outside and the gym teacher, Mrs. Friedlander, saying, it's whatever number of times, it was like, it wasn't three times, it was like eight times <laughs> around the soccer field, whatever that number was. And I remember you do the first one, and you're like, no. <laughs> no, I don't have seven more of these to go. I'm a tiny, unathletic. My legs are like six inches long. Nary a day ago, I was at the children's clothing store, and I heard the person working there whisper to my mother, <laughs> he's going to need the husky. <laughs> I needed the husky. I can't run. He's small for his age. He's small but husky. That's why we're going to get him a blue silk shirt he doesn't tuck in. (laughs) So he looks like a a fucking peep. (laughs) Oh, 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 this is a very cute image. Mm -hmm. Little John trotting around. I mean, it is that whoever devised that thing out of their mind. I mean, it's just... Government, probably. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I mean, it was the... Uh, for it was, us, it was the presidential yes, fitness. It was. It was that thing. It what did that, that even mean? The what? president wasn't aware of that. Why is Bill Clinton making me do this? <laughs> well, he loves to run. The yeah, man he loves, did love to uh, run. running shorts. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a lot. There's a lesson. Yeah, certainly. We can take a lot from that. Uh, but that feeling was always just year after year. I think it, we did it from first to sixth grade. Yeah, every year. Every year. And Sometimes then, we had to do it inside, and then it was like 30 laps. Right. And it was like, this is not this is not kosher. And there was no training. There's no training. It was, it was just once a year. Right. Just it's run. May. It's 95 degrees. Everybody Go. get running. Get running. We did not practice. We did not lead up to this at all. Yesterday, we did something involving a parachute. <laughs> now God you're, bless the parachute. Now you're running. The parachute was such a thing of relief for me. Love all I parach- have to do is oh. hold, hold an object. Nothing was more thrilling and then, then knowing when in gym class, there was no basketball, there's no kicking, there's nothing. There's just a parachute that you're going to jiggle, and then you're going to get under. You're going to make air, you're going to get under a big rainbow parachute. And you got another reason. Look at all We're the pretty here. colors. Look at all the pretty colors. <laughs> Although, to me, now thinking about it, is there suffocation likely with that device? I think it's a, just sort of a, a practical question. We should we can look into the records. I I think right. that I would assume that the the that is pretty safe. I can imagine little Bridger getting lost under there, and yeah, some sure. teacher that was over it just being like, "I got twenty eight of the twenty nine kids. Uh, mm-hmm. Just leave him. Yep. Let him suffocate." Sure. Uh, but I did love the parachute. It was the o- maybe the only gym thing I liked to do. I will say this: I was a glutton for punishment because even though I was terrible, even though I could barely heave the ball in any kind of direction. I loved dodgeball. Dodgeball. I loved dodgeball oh, even oh. though even though I was a victim of it. I never I never 
there was no, I could not throw a ball hard enough <laughs> that those kids couldn't catch it. I caught it every time. I'm out. Loved it. I love the thrill of it. You love to be abused and you love the potential to abuse. Well, the, just that the option was there. Right. Yeah. For me, I, yeah, I, I, mean, I don't like to be hit by a ball. That My older brother was throwing enough things at me. Mm-hmm. And of course, I'm not hitting anyone. Do you remember that twang that those kinds of dodgeball balls made? Oh, of that kind of bling, that bling. What are bling. those made out of? I have no idea. You don't see them, and and you don't see them. It, dodgeball, uh, quicksand. Uh, these things stay in childhood. You don't think <laughs> about them or see them or worry about them. Oh, as I think an about adult. quicksand all the time. Okay, I'd love to get in some quicksand. Well, that then you have not been. Then you've not thought. Then you didn't learn enough. The whole point is that's exactly wrong. It's so dangerous. <laughs> you don't want to be in quicksand because because it's tricky. It's tricky. It's tricky. You squirm. You squirm. That doesn't help. How do you get down. out? You don't know. Someone's got to get a rope. Someone's got to get a rope and a board. You but don't what's want on to the be... other side. Just quicksand. I it's think quicksand that there might be the another world. Okay. Well, great. <laughs> that's a good thing to think. Think about the undiscovered. The you know mm-hmm. these lost frontiers. No one's ever been to the bottom of quicksand. That's well, the thing. They've never reported back because it's, it's probably incredible. You get there and you're like, I why didn't back. I get sucked down here earlier? This is fantastic. I'm just saying, we've never heard of uh, any reports back from the other side of quicksand. I think about, you know, like in Mario, you kind of get sucked down. What's happening at the bottom of the quicksand? Yeah, what is happening? And no one will ever know. And uh, I might be the first. I'm, I'm willing to report back. I mean, this is, again, Sears. I love to go into these things. What's, what is it about my personality that needs to get into these things that are abandoned or dangerous? I don't know. I, this is our first conversation. John. So I can't, and, really, can't really tell you. <laughs> I, mean, I want to think about it. I, I want you to go home tonight uh-huh. and just, you know, write down some thoughts. Free form. Just start the pen. You know, almost, uh, what is it, uh, with the What's psychics uh, that are doing writing? Uh, it's right. Psychics. What do they do with the writing? Automatic writing. Automatic writing. Are you familiar with automatic writing? No. Oh, it's fascinating. Is it? I mean, it's a scam. Right. <laughs> That's where I'd start. What is it? It's when someone claims that that some something else is writing through their hand. Through their hand. Right. They start scribbling. Yeah. Okay. And it frequently just looks like scribbles. So I don't know what the uh, what the end game is there. Yeah. But uh, I'll I, tell you. I'll tell you what it is. Almighty dollar. You know what I mean? <laughs> it huh? certainly is. Huh? These psychics will do anything for a buck. I've that, been saying it for ages. Well, they'll, they'll do one thing for a buck. Pretend oh, to be psychics. No, That's what they do for money. The psychic tool set. Mm-hmm. There's all kinds of things within the psychic tool set. We've got tarot. We've got palm reading. Mm-hmm. Palmistry, if you're in the biz. Uh, automatic writing. We've got sure. uh, holding hands around a table and the table lifts off the ground. I don't know what you would call that. I, I, I would call it amazing. <laughs> <laughs> is what I would call it. Well, I've I love got, magic. Uh, you like magic? I mean, I like. Do you go to the Magic Castle? I've been. I like. There's a day where you don't have to wear a suit, and I try to go then. Oh, well, uh, I wish I had gone on that day because they made me put on a. I I dressed up snappy, and they made me put on a 42 waist pant, and I had to just hold it around my waist all night. And I swore I would never go back. And then there were a lot of allegations, and I was happy that it kind of got taken down, and now they're reforming it. But uh, at the time, they made me wear the worst uh, suit of all time. You just, what pants were you wearing when you got there? <clears throat> like a kind of a snappy, well, I'll describe the outfit to you Great. because you asked. I uh, did, I want to know. A snappy khaki with an orange blazer. Wow. Uh, you know, a dress shirt and tie. 
And it, it was a snappy look. But the, it wasn't close enough to a suit? Right. They need, it's supposed to, it can't be, it's not supposed to be slacks, and a, it's supposed to be a suit. The pant and jacket must match. Wow, I didn't know that. I it, didn't know that. It feels a little, uh, I don't know who's behind that thinking, because the, putting a, a man of my size in a pant size that's, you know, quite a bit larger just made me look like I was out of my mind wandering around, like some slob who had just stumbled in. That doesn't help the atmosphere. If only, if anything, it detracts. Right, of course. But, but, but it sends a message. And teaches a lesson. It, and teaches a lesson. Right. And, so, that, and that helps people going forward. Right. <laughs> it upholds a this more. This is progress. It upholds a more. Right. Wait, so you, but you're a aware. A norm. A norm, if you will. Thank you. Mm-hmm. You're aware of a uh, night that they allow you to go in without a suit. I believe it's Friday. I believe there's a lunch. You're allowed to go for a certain <laughs> buffet lunch to get specific. Again, to anyone outside of Los Angeles, again, we're getting very specific, but right. you can go, I believe, if you know a member, and that mm. means you know a magician, which not everybody <laughs> does, but I do, you can go, I think, on Fridays. It might be Tuesdays, but I believe there's a day where you just need a button-down collar. Oh, And then you can okay. have buffet lunch. Love. And I love buffet lunch, all right? I love it. The food there is is fi- good enough below to eat. cruise ship. It is cruise ships below. It is sub cruise ship. <laughs> it is. It is. It is. Yes. It is. <laughs> it is like. I mean, it is prison cafeteria food. Look, I'm. I'm willing to say or at the time. Okay, l- let me back that up. This was in 2015. Hmm. So things may have changed at the Magic Castle. I think things have changed at the Magic Castle. There's been a bit major rupture at the Magic Castle, and maybe they've got better food. Maybe they have better food, um, but uh, I agree. At the time that I went, uh, wouldn't wouldn't befit uh, a monarch of the seas. You know what I mean? <laughs> you cruise a lot. You cruising? I used to go with my family. My family would go on cruises pretty regularly. Okay. Um, but I haven't, as an adult, I went on one cruise uh, for a friend's bachelor party. Okay. And we decided to do like a like a three day cruise, and I don't think it was the best choice. <laughs> <laughs> but I do think we did, but we did get absolutely blackout drunk at one of the fancy dinners. And I do believe we just took off our shirts oh in the dining God. room <laughs> and just sort of uh, uh, lived out loud. Colors don't run indeed. They don't. They don't. <laughs> That's exactly right. Well, I feel like it's time to play a game. Okay. We're going to play a game called Gift or a Curse. I need a number between one and ten from you. Six. Okay, I have to do some light calculating. I have to get our game pieces. I need you to be patient, but I also want you to promote something, recommend something, do whatever you want. You have the microphone. Do whatever you want. I'll be right back. Hey, everybody. Uh, we're here at the headquarters of Crooked Media. Crooked Media, we have, we have a program called Vote Save America. What Vote Save America is, it is a way for people to uh, find out the most effective ways for them to donate their time and donate their money as we head into the midterms. Right now, if you go to votesaveamerica.com, you can do one of, two, of several things, but two of them are this. One, we have a fuck bans action plan where you can donate to on-the-ground organizations that are providing reproductive care and abortion access for people all across America, especially in places where uh, if Roe is overturned, they may uh, lose access and need help. And these organizations know exactly what they can do to help. So that's going to make a difference on the ground right now. You can also sign up to be part of Midterm Madness. We have four regions, east, west, south, and midwest. Pick a region. It can be where you are. It can be where your ancestral home is. And if you pick that region, you will get the best ways you could help up and down the ballot in your region, the most effective places to donate, the places that need the money the most, where you can volunteer. We have to do everything we can to make sure we fight for a pro-choice, 
pro-gun control majority in this country. No excuses. Everybody sign up. VoteSaveAmerica.com. Beautifully used How about time. that plug? I, I, I hate to say it, but I'm a Trump voter. <laughs> I should have told you up top. That? Uh, uh, yeah. You should have told <laughs> me up top. No, no, no. And I wouldn't have said yes to Even this. when I say things like that, I'm like, I have to go back and say, absolutely. Because things, nobody, nobody. I, I, you never know. You do. Truly, you know. Sometimes internet, you know. I truly no longer believe anyone knows anything. And no one did not vote for Donald Trump. I have to be, I just have to be very clear about that sort of thing. But truly, everyone, take take that advice. Let's, what a nightmare the world is. Let's, let's do something nice. Uh, try to make it habitable in some way. Let's play the game. Let's play the game. Gift or a curse? I'm going to name three things. Mm-hmm. You're going to tell me if they're a gift or a curse and why. And then I'm going to tell you if you're correct or not. There are correct answers and you can lose. And look, uh, we don't want you to lose. Okay. Maybe we do. Number one, these are all listener suggestions. We love the listener. Uh, someone named Kathleen has written in, gift or a curse? Puzzles with some pieces already put together out of the box. Curse. Why? What are we doing here? <laughs> <laughs> the point is not to finish the puzzle. The point is to have a good time doing a puzzle. The, what? Wow, you know what would make this even more fun? What if more pieces were done? <laughs> That'll save us a lot of time. The point is not to save time. The point is to take time. In fact, if I ever do a puzzle, and I have and I will and I do, <laughs> when you open the box and there's a couple pieces stuck together, like, you know, right. not, not yet separated, right, right. I remove, I undo them oh, immediately and, and mix them up. Of course... Purist is even, it doesn't even, it's not, that's not fair to purists. That it, fundamentally, it's not about being purist. It's about understanding what you are doing when you do a puzzle. If you, if you are glad to see that two pieces are already together when you have started, you don't like puzzles. You should be un- upset and want it fixed. Because if you are glad that you don't have to do as much on this puzzle, just don't do it at all. John. Mm-hmm. Correct. Thank you. Absolutely a curse. I'm not getting my money's worth. I, I want a discount. If I open that thing and part of the puzzle's solved, I'm going back to the manufacturer and demanding the percentage of the puzzle that was already finished. I paid full price for this thing to do the game. I didn't want a picture. I wanted a puzzle. Eventually, I'll be rewarded with a picture. And then, but I, not yet. Not I yet. Mean, I will say, and now that we're thinking about it, maybe you set that small little corner that was put together for you aside. And as you start doing the puzzle, if maybe exhaustion sets in, mm-hmm. if you, you're pinched for time, you can save that for later. But if you get to the, you get a lot of the puzzle done, you can break it up and then you get a little satisfaction. No, but you have no, the little... no, no. That is, first of all, that was conciliatory in a way that was profoundly stupid. <laughs> what do you mean how set it aside? You? If it's set aside, you can't come back. The whole, do you not understand how puzzles work? Do you understand <laughs> that if you set it aside and then take it apart later, there's only so many places it can go. If you've done the puzzle and have I've... that piece aside, you can't undo it. Once you've decided not to take those apart at the jump, every piece you put together while those are sitting there already connected is making the puzzle easier and the, and the, the value of splitting these okay. up. Okay. <laughs> How dare you? I'm just you? saying. I'm trying, just, to, I'm trying to speak to the listener that thinks, you know, that's my little treat. I bought this chore for myself and I get a little treat. The manufacturer said it's like, again, I disagree. I think it's a ripoff. I think that the, you've mm-hmm. been absolutely robbed if part of the puzzle's already done. But look, we're correct. I mean, we're both correct here. Yeah, we agree. You get the point. 
I just didn't appreciate you um, getting all wishy-washy on this. <laughs> I know. I, I actually, I appreciate you calling me out on mm-hmm. keeping me honest. Because I, if if we don't have that, then what do we have? If we don't have that, what do we have indeed? Right. We have a partially completed puzzle, and no one wants that. Okay, number two, someone named Rankin or Rankin has written in, gift or a curse, urinal in a person's house. Wow. That is interesting. I'll tell you, I'm... I know that I've been accused of equivocating and dissembling throughout the recording of this podcast, which has been 100% charming. Accurate. Uh, <laughs> but I'll tell you, I uh, um, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna walk you, I'm gonna give you a hard, firm answer, but okay. I do want to walk you through my thought process. That's okay, okay, because I'll tell you, my mind is saying gift, okay. but my heart is saying curse, and let me <laughs> tell you why. My mind says that's that's cool, that's cool as hell. Sure, okay, that's awesome, that rules. How fancy a urinal. Terrific. It's <laughs> practical for a lot of people who go to the bathroom, uh, you know, some percentage. And uh, you'd be sort of, at first, you'd be surprised and delighted to come across one. <laughs> but then but then in my heart, I think, this is impersonal. This doesn't belong here. This doesn't belong in a home. And then also, there's a kind of uncanny valley aspect. And tell me if I'm taking too long with these answers. No, this is, uh, this is what un- we need. There's a very specific uncanny valley aspect because I vividly remember when I was a, but a small child, I went uh, to a house of a friend of a friend, and it was the biggest, fanciest, richest house. I'd, I'd never been to a house like this my whole life. And he showed me his bedroom. We got a little tour and had a drum set in the bedroom, okay, which was big well, enough to have a drum set in it. Okay. And then he had a bathroom with a urinal. And I'll, I'll, it's always seared into my memory because I had never seen a urinal in home toilet color or styling before. I'd only <gasps> seen urinals at, you know, urinal locations, you know, public uh, bathrooms. truck stops. But, it, but think about it. Think about it in your mind. You picture a urinal. You're not picturing a beige round <laughs> urinal that matches a beige home. No to- this wasn't a public urinal. This was a home urinal. And for that reason, it was wrong. Handcrafted. It, it just was smaller. It, was for, it wasn't for commercial use. It didn't have a big, it didn't have a big, uh, you know, the big kind of urinal uh, 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 lever. The lever. It I had love the like lever. It had the kind of cute home lever. Oh, no. And I said to myself, no, thank you. And so I say, in conclusion, curse. Oh, a playground for disease. Ah, uh, okay. Wrong. What? Have, uh, how often? Look, you <laughs> have a whole story about this urinal that you get to carry. You, it'll, you'll be thinking about it on your deathbed. You'll be thinking about that strange your little last thing urinal. I think about. To come across a urinal in someone's home mm-hmm. is one of the most jarring, surreal things yes, you could I possibly said. do. You're suddenly in every public space you've ever been, but you're in their living room. Well, it's off their living room. I mean, and again, this this listener didn't specify, so maybe they were talking about a urinal in the front, the foyer or something. But the urinal is a very, it, I, and I don't want to say the word treat because we don't want to talk about urinal in the, the realm of treats. But it is a, it's such a special occasion, a little miracle. Am I using it? No, but I'm looking at it and I'm thinking. Why are you using it? Because it's too strange. So, okay. And I don't want to pee on my pants. Wow. Well, okay. A couple of things to unpack. We don't need to. We can keep moving. But I'll just say one other thing. One other point I want to make on behalf of the fact that it's a curse. And it is this. You can't have a bathroom without a toilet. You can have one without a urinal. What that means is we're doubling the number of, of basically toilets, even in a small, even this, you have to have a toilet. And which, which means... There's a kind of um, 
you know, when, you, when you're in a bathroom and there's another, you're sitting on a, no, so it's not going to be a stall, right? <laughs> it's not a stall. It's a, pri- it's a well. private home. But you're sitting on a toilet or at a toilet and you look to your right and what do you see? Another place to go to the bathroom. <laughs> That's discomforting. That's not, not good. It's a bounty, a feast. I don't like it. <laughs> I mean, picture this. You're at someone's house. You ask where the bathroom is. You walk into the bathroom. There's only a urinal. The most haunting image I can possibly imagine. Yeah, then the door locks behind you from the outside. <laughs> Good luck. Wow. Well, you didn't get the point there, but that's fine. Uh, you know, the rich, you know, you've really reached a rich level when you're getting creative with the toilets. Mm-hmm. Uh, finally. Okay, so you've gotten one out of two. Wow. Let's see if you can get a 66%. I think you were even pretty ambivalent about whether or not. Oh, like I, I'm just speak, saying. Okay. Okay. Speak fine. for yourself. You know what? This is your show. <laughs> Thank I'm you. sorry. Uh, gift or a curse and this is from Dabney Dabney wants to know gift or a curse songs that fade out at the end I'm so glad you asked that <laughs> I'm so I really glad I am. asked it I'm glad Dabney's gotten the conversation going for us curse why because it doesn't work at concerts <laughs> <laughs> oh my god it's, because here's the thing there's no song that fades out that couldn't have a proper ending. And it can fade out in the sense that there can be a final strum of the guitar, <laughs> sure. uh, a, a pressing of a piano key, right. um, a, a banging of a snare drum. Okay? It's possible. It's possible. But if you're ever at a live show where someone does a song that only is known for fading out and they try <laughs> the fade out, it's brutal. It's brutal. What does that even look like? It just doesn't work. It just doesn't work. They have to find some other way out. And I don't like it. I also, it means the song never, it's, you know when the song is over and you know when the song is still fully playing, but as it fades out, you don't know how long you're going to be here. Especially if you ever, on, you ever um, listen to a song that fades out on Spotify and then you look down on your phone and you're like, did it pause? No, we're just in, 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 in an interminable fade out. Fuck that. John, Curse. Curse. You, you get Curse. the point. Yes. It's, yes. I mean, first of all, laziness. Yes. Finish the job. Finish the song. You started the song. Let's get a, you know, let's put a roof on this house. No song fades in. <laughs> well, Does that's it... actually probably, I, I would disagree. I think some songs do fade in. Okay. <laughs> wow. Great. I, uh, I feel like there's got to be a song out there that fades in. You, you know, you could have come with me for two seconds. <laughs> well, you have not come with me several times here. Mm-hmm. You didn't come with me to Sears. Yeah, there it is. <sighs> but you're right. Absolutely. I, and I've, that truly, what an excellent point. I've never thought about that, the live experience of a song fading out. Just, you know, you started with one chord, you use that chord, you end the song with it. Or you do a, the, a fun little drum thing. Or... It can, different instruments can stop playing and it could, it could right. slowly come to a, there we it go. can like softly the, end. The train stops moving yes, sort of situation. But let's end this thing. Right. Let's make a decision. What do you think of a false ending? Like um, A song seems like it ends, you get like, one to two seconds in the song, Here We Go Again. I'm okay with it. I love it. I, I, there was um, uh, a poignant performance by Florence in the Machine uh, in, the, in a hospital for, for a person, uh, obviously, who was very ill, and uh, they were singing one of their big songs, and right. that song has a false ending or has a moment where it gets quiet, and then it comes back mm-hmm. in, and everybody started applauding, and I saw, I assume Florence, I guess Florence is Florence. Right, I believe I Florence is... And the machine is whoever the right, machine is. Just kind of a faceless group of men. But so... More I, women, I actually don't want to speak for the whole band. Florence, delicately and deftly trying to signal to the people applauding in this room, we're not done. We're coming back. 
So that's a challenge with a false ending wow, in that specific context. Interesting. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, the false ending, you've got to be careful. It. You have yeah. to be careful with a false ending. But I love it. I love to, it's, you're born again. Leads a lot of this. <laughs> People can't see what I'm doing, but I'm, I'm, I don't know whether to clap. He's about to clap at a concert. Now he feels like a dork because he feels like everyone's looking at him. And he's like, oh, no, I know when the real end of the song is. Yeah. I was just doing, I was warming up to clap because of, for when the actual end of the song is coming. Like when people at a Lizzo concert start doing the TikTok dance too early. Because <laughs> she's not at that part of the song yet. Wow, that would be truly embarrassing. <laughs> she should have those people kicked out. Get out. Lizzo, listen. Another tip. You've got have the security remove those people from the audience. Those are not your true fans, and they're ruining it for everyone. They're, they're doing the TikTok dance too soon. Too soon. You have the power, Lizzo. People would love if you were kicking people out of the concert. That yeah. would make headlines everywhere. Lizzo removes fans. Okay, you got two out of three. I'm okay with it. Not horrible. Not horrible. Okay, this is the final segment of the podcast. It's called I Said No Emails. People write into I Said No Gifts at gmail.com. Desperate for answers. Every single one of them is hanging by a thread socially. They needed some answer about a gift or what have you. Would you answer one with me? I would love to. Okay, let me read this. It says, <clears throat> now this person didn't even say, I mean, maybe this is my fault, but there's no, there's no intro to this email. It just says, here's my question. There's no dear Bridger, dear Bridger and guest. There's truly nothing. It just says, here's my question. My landlord is about to turn 90. When I started renting from him about 10 years ago, I remember thinking, I don't know if I should rent from you or make a documentary. Well, we, apparently we know what happened here. He moved into the place. But uh, let's see. This guy, okay, he worked for Frank Lloyd Wright in the 50s. He owns a home that survived the Chicago fire and has Clarence Darrow's early law library in the attic. Who is this person? Uh, his family home is nestled, between, <laughs> is nestled between the Oscar Mayer estate and Walt Disney's first Chicago home. During the first lockdown, he found out he needed to undergo a heart valve replacement surgery, and as he has no spouse slash children slash needy friends, he legally put myself, the writer of this email, and a few of my long-term neighbors onto the trust in case the worst happened. I am very grateful. He doesn't play golf like my dad or eat sweets like my grandpa used to. I guess my question is, what do you gift a weird slash generally mean and lonely old man who, who has everything and doesn't care? XOXO Joshua. Fascinating, first of all. I, I mean, this uh, he's basically describing a Forrest Gump-type character who has passed through all sorts of historical things uh, to become a landlord. But also what was interesting is we didn't until the final moments of the note learn some negative qualities. Right. He seems of this just like person. This wonderful. He seems fine. And then all of a sudden in the end, he doesn't need <laughs> things, doesn't want things, but he seems he's mean. Uh, he's mean. He doesn't eat sweets and play golf. Also, which was which he said which this email writer said earlier than 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 warranted. Because it wasn't until later we learned that this was about a gift. Right. Basically he was just bragging about this guy's kind of just being at different places in history by owning homes. Uh, and then, the, I will also say this, Joshua apparently knows two things about men over the, over 60, and that's play golf or eat sweets. Right. Doesn't come with a lot of information. And has somehow wormed his way into this guy's heart to be part of his will? This seems dangerous to me. So maybe one gift could be, um, you know, oiling the stairs or something. <laughs> you know, get this thing moving along, inherit this place, and make it your own. Become kind of the the landlord himself. Take the wheel. That doesn't take the uh, crown. Take the crown. Um, that's not a bad idea. I mean, this person's. I mean, mean and lonely makes me think he. This person needs a son. And who? I mean, we've got 
we've got an heir, Joshua. He's already got the will and all these things. Why doesn't he do the paperwork? I'm sure he could he could he force it as an adult. Backwards adopt himself into this man's life. Here's my thought. He says he's mean, he says he's lonely. Yes. All right. What does that tell me? It tells me he's hurting. Physically, emotionally. Emotionally. Uh, doesn't know how to reach out. He's not from a generation that that learned how to communicate. This person's not a therapy. Oh, absolutely, absolutely not. not. Would never have gone to therapy. So this is a it's person. Never too, never too late. So this is a person, and it's and it, that's the other thing about this. It's never too late. This person crying out <laughs> for community. He's put strangers basically on his trust, giving he, away his kingdom. He can't, he, he due to, due to a toxic masculine and he doesn't have the capacity to reach out and say, I, I, I need, I need, I need, I need, I need, I hurt. I am alone. Help me. Can't do it. <laughs> so here's my pitch. Really funny. Welcome Matt. <laughs> That's it. That's what I got. Urinal in the apartment. Sure. Sure. It's, At 90, are you using a urinal? It's hard to say. It's, I, I think it's catchy. I don't think so. I don't think I'm going to be using a urinal at 90. I'm going to be sitting on that toilet. I, I'm just going to be it. honest. I'm sorry to give everyone the image of me at 90 sitting on a toilet, but that's why you're here. And then, you know, you're at, it's, it's 4.30, you're at the Cheesecake Factory with your, <laughs> with your progeny, and you sit down at the table and you say, you know, I don't pee at the urinal anymore. I sit down because I earned it. <laughs> I didn't my... live to 90 to stand at a urinal. Where are my... Tex-Mex egg rolls. <laughs> Joshua, I don't have all day. I'm 90. Joshua, this is the perfect gift for this person. And I mean, you've time. I mean, the clock is ticking. So the fact that you wrote into this podcast tells me you kind of don't care to get him a gift at all. You're you're just trying to save your bucks because you know it's just going to be a drop in the bucket once his estate comes to you. Um, look, I, I'm saying get the funny doormat that. John recommended mm -hmm. force adopt your way into this guy's life, mm -hmm. and maybe force those uh, other people off the will. You get that's the thing here. Um, that that's what worries me most about this note. These other people on the will, right? Who are they? Alienate this man from those people, right? What make makes him them so deserving? Dislike them, make him feel unsafe with them. He, make you make yourself the only person he can talk to, the only person he can trust, the only person he wants in that will. This, this is succession. Mm -hmm. We're looking at succession, and the lonely old man is about to have a son and a friend in Joshua. You show up with the doormat and get into that apartment and start, mm -hmm. uh, start chatting. That's all I have to say. Make yourself at home. Make, <laughs> it's about to be. John, mm -hmm. I have this beautiful t-shirt. Yep. We've answered this email perfectly. A, nine, a mean, mean, lonely old man is about to get everything he ever asked for. What a perfect episode of this podcast. Wow. I've just had a lovely time. With I've you. had a lovely time. Thank you for having me. This was a delight. Uh, I mean, obviously, Sears is still in the air. The listener's freaking out. The listener probably uh, knew immediately about Lightyear, Buzz Lightyear, but that's fine. Uh, we'll, we'll let Sears just play out. We'll see what happens the natural course mm -hmm. of time, etc. You'll get in touch with City Hall, as I hinted at earlier. And uh, thank you for being here. Thank you. And listener, this is the end of the podcast. I'm so glad you were here. I hope you have a terrific day. I don't know what you're going to do, but it's going to be it's going to be the another normal day for you, let's be honest. It's probably going to be a very average day, especially now that the best part of it is over. But have a nice little lunch or something. Do something for yourself. Look up Sears on uh, Google Maps and you'll see what I'm talking about. I love you. Goodbye. <laughs> 
I Said No Gifts is an Exactly Right production. It's produced by our dear friend Annalise Nelson, and it's beautifully mixed by John Bradley. The theme song, of course, could only come from miracle worker Amy Mann. You must follow the show on Instagram at I Said No Gifts. I don't want to hear any excuses. That's where you get to see pictures of all these gorgeous gifts I'm getting. And don't you want to see pictures of the gifts? Well, I invited you here. I thought I made myself perfectly clear. When you're a guest in my home. Follow I Said No Gifts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. I really don't care. Just don't miss an episode. And if you like what you hear, rate and review the show. It's the least you can do. It really is. It's the bare minimum. Visit ExactlyRightStore.com to purchase I Said No Gifts merch. What a wonderful way to support the show. Support the show!